Welcome to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. If you have any questions about mortgages or real estate, give us a call at 521-TALK. That's 521-8255 or text 580-580. With Frank Napolitano and Paul Rushforth, here is Steve Gregory. Welcome to February. Here we go. Welcome to Feb. I'm sure uh, you guys are excited to have me back this week. Oh, where you Look gone? at us. Well, yeah, yeah. well this, did you miss the show? Well, Bell Media called and said the ratings were so poor last week that they need <laughs> me back on. So. Way to go, Dora. I'm sure you feel really good about <laughs> no, that, Dora. No, Dora always does amazing on the show. It's only a joke. It's only the ratings a joke. aren't low. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> but th- some things don't change, though. Bought breakfast again. First day back, you know, not a what is a What do we constitute breakfast as Well, now? according to Paul, buying himself a, was it a green tea, what'd you get? A green tea with a some gr- green tea with some honey. Green tea with some honey, which my wife drinks a lot of. But anyway, uh, you know what? That's not breakfast, dude. Well, hold on. Are you just saying I'm not a manly man because I don't no, no. drink green tea? It, it's a nice tea, and it obviously works for you. <laughs> but it we'll doesn't just, work for me. We'll just call you a they. That's all. I don't get this body by drinking green teas. Okay. Let's put all it right. that way. All so. right. Well, it's, listen. I had <laughs> I had so much vodka over last week in Mexico. I needed something to get the the toxins out. Welcome back. Did you buy any property while you were down there? Uh, there was some uh, some really interesting deals though. Like I always everywhere I go, I always keep my eye out. Even Mexico, estate. there was there was. And listen, I know there's a there's a quite a few realtors here in Ottawa. Um, that are doing some business down uh, over, like in Mexico and the Caribbean and stuff like that. Uh, I've seen I've seen quite a bit on Facebook. So uh, I don't for know. investments. You mean? No, they're actually selling property. Oh, so, really? Because someone told me, and I, I didn't look into this. It may be true. It may not be true that you don't even need a license to sell in Mexico. Wow. So whether that's true or not, so I do for one. For I'm friends with one girl actually on Facebook that I actually see her uh, posting a lot about all her product that she has in 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 Mexico. So it's it's. It's happening. People are selling properties down there. And I saw lots of condos in that that were like, you know, starting at 140 American, 140,000 American. And so it's, it's still very affordable to buy something in Mexico. And I know there's a lot of Canadians who go over to Mexico. It's kind of our playground. Wow. Now, speaking of condos and stuff I was reading this morning, there's a lot of these builders going into receivership now. Huh? A lot of the builders? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, more, so, more so than ever before. 41%. Crazy. Business insolvencies r- rose 41% in the month of December. Doesn't surprise me at all. Wait until January numbers come out with the uh, CERB and, and companies having to pay back the CERB. Yeah. You watch the worse, next month yeah. or two. 100%. Yeah. That's, yeah. Small businesses are hurting all over again. All over. Well, small businesses, first of all, got crumbled and crushed during COVID. Yeah. And they took that loan as they needed to stay afloat as, you know, they had no, they're, they're, half the time their doors were closed. They took this loan. They're now starting to break even and starting to, you know, starting to breathe again. And then they slap them with now your loan to pay it back. And, and we're going to see tons of these small little little restaurants, these small little, you know, already started to close. And, uh, yeah, and, and, and in the meantime, our government's wasting money all over the place, but yeah. hurting small businesses, which is why Let's I think you're going to see rates come down sooner than it being forecast. Boy, you wouldn't know it by. Again, we're so closely tied to the U.S. That's the problem. You see their jobs through the roof. Incredible. So incredible numbers there, which in essence, what it did yesterday, our bond market jumped 15 basis points just like that. Nothing to do with Canada. And I don't Canada's see that hurting, happening here either. Not even close. Not even, We're going in the opposite directions. We're actually going in opposite directions, yet our bond market unfortunately taps into the U.S. bond market. And when the U.S. bond market goes up the way it did yesterday because of the job report, so does the Canadian one. So, you know, any chance of fixed rates coming down in the next little while are probably 
were slowed down quite a bit by what happened yesterday and, and the U.S. reports coming out. So They didn't go up, though, right? What's that? The fixed, the fixed rate? rates didn't go up, but all of a sudden the spread has gotten thinner, and therefore the chances of them coming down is, you know, has also disappeared. When does right our now. job report come out? Our job report is, I think, two weeks from now. So I don't think it's going to be pretty. I don't think so either. But you never know these days. I mean, I, I mean, you know, the last month was what the hundred jobs got created. Now they were all part time versus full time. January historically is not a good job report month because. Everybody lets go of their retail. Everybody hires part-time retail during the Christmas season. And but then the states they all was up released. over 300,000. It's incredible. They were they had planned for 185,000, and the number came in at like a 330. It's, yeah. it's like off the charts. Now, again, keep in mind in the U.S., they're not facing mortgage renewal crisis like we are in Canada. Where in the U.S., about 55% of Americans finance their homes during the low historic low period of 18 to 24 months during the pandemic. So, therefore... They're not going anywhere. I think where they're going to see it in the U.S. is the transactions are going to be way down because Americans have no appetite to sell a home, move into another right. home, and their interest rate go from three and a half to seven and a half. They have no appetite for that. They and can't it's seven and a half for like thirty years. Thirty years. Well, I, well, there's the problem. So when I when I talk to a lot of these Americans that I'm, I'm friends with and I and I'm in this coaching program with, Frank is right. A lot of them got their mortgages at a super, super low, their 30-year mortgage at that, you know, one, two, three, four percent whatever it was. And now if they want to move, sure, they can port, but then you got to blend, and now your mortgage goes could go up one, two, three, four percent And a lot of the U.S. markets, a lot of them are the luxury markets, and they're just not willing to, that appetite to carry a higher mortgage and, and much higher payments is just not there. So the sales activity is way down in the States, uh, mainly because of that. And again, it's all about cash flow, right? You can write off the interest, but you still need that cash. You do. And so I, I was, um, when I was in Mexico, it was basically uh, everyone there was either a Canadian or a Northern American. And the contrast of the markets I talked to, the people were like night and day. You know, I talked to someone from New York where the average sale price was like $5 million. And then I'm talking to this other family and I, she was telling me about her son, how her son's into uh, buying, renovating and flipping. And I said, well, what, what is it? how does he do that? He goes, oh, he goes down to the courthouse and buys them on a tax assignment. And, you know, he's got about 72 properties right now. And he's flipping them all and this and that. And he's like, yeah, that's a total different market. What's the average sale price? 134. And I'm like, yeah, different, different market. And then, you know, then there's the 5 million from New York. So they have two contracts. Yeah, that's a tough flip. <laughs> it, that's, a, that's a tough flip. But no, it's, it's, there's a lot of markets that it's still, I remember uh, chatting with the, one of the top realtors all in, in actually in the United States, he was out of Detroit. And what he used to do in the in during the the crunch when Detroit basically went bankrupt, he would go to the courthouse. They would they would bundle up properties for them, and then he'd sell those bundles to investors. And he was selling thousands of homes a year just with all these court assignment bundles that he's selling, where the average sale price was seventy, eighty, ninety thousand dollars. And I'm like, we don't know that market here in Ottawa, or even in Canada, we don't know that market. Hey, if you want to flip twenty four Sussex, they just got rid of all the asbestos, all oh, the lead, God. all the rodents are gone. And if you want to, well, fix- I wouldn't say all the rodents if, are gone. If you <laughs> if you want to fix it up, it's you know what the NCC says it's going to cost to fix this. Well, that rodent hasn't been there since twenty fifteen. I know thirty seven million to fix it up. Yeah. Want <laughs> you knock it down and rebuild? How is it possible? It's not. There is not a house in Ottawa that is worth $37 million. Well, the Arrive Can app was $54 million. Yeah. <laughs> that's what Why we, is that surprising? That's you? what us taxpayers paid for that Arrive Can app $54 million. Yeah. But, but you're right. You know, if they What's were, the most expensive house in Ottawa? $10 million or less? If, yeah, $10 million. Yeah. Tough. If, yeah. If, 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 if. I've seen a few on the outskirts on the water and stuff like that that are that, but they're compounds. 
you know, but you're looking at, you know, five, six, seven is like a super duper highest properties in, the, in that price range. Is it more expensive to renovate a complete renovation than it is to build new? It is way more expensive, especially if it's something like. Be, it can't be like 10, 20, 30 But is it heritage? Is that the issue? It's that it's a heritage home and therefore yeah, they rules. need to leave the structure the way there's it is? Rules. But That's I did, probably the I reason did that, behind it. I did that. I made that mistake with my East End office. My East End office, I ripped it down to pretty much one wall and then built up. It would have been cheaper for me to rip everything down or rebuilt and, and just started from scratch. So, yeah, there's times where you have to rip that down, but you're right. And it didn't I, I don't cost think... you $37 million. No, and, and You should have talked to a real estate agent, though, before you did. Why would you do that without talking to a realtor? Yeah. I don't know. I'm, my clearance apparently didn't work. <laughs> so. Hey, listen, we're talking about windows of opportunity now. People are starting to think, all right, if I don't get into the housing market very soon – Prices are going to start going up, and we're already seeing multiple offers in Toronto and in yeah. Vancouver. Yeah, and so what is this little window now? Uh, well, I've been saying it now for probably the last six, eight months that it's it's we're going to, if you remember at the start of 2022, Jan, Feb, March, and April, the market went insane. I don't think we'll ever get back there, but there's a feeling right now, and it's amongst all my agents as well. I mean, Greg's on the road listing properties galore. Um, there's a feeling that we're, it's it's like, Right there. It's like that flame is, is sparking and it just hasn't lit yet. So if you're somebody who's wants to get into this market and you think you're going to wait till there's more opportunity because there's not a ton of listings on the market right now, ah, you could be, you know, looking at a, let's say it's a $600,000 property. In two months, that could be a $650,000 property. So, so if you wait for rates to come down, will you be too late? Oh, you'll be too late. Yeah. We, we need, honestly, one to two rate announcements where we drop for the market to really start flying. But from what I'm reading, just the fact that it's been held for four consecutive optimism. times now, optimism is back and yep. people are who have been sitting on the fence yep. are now going, all right, we got to get into this. Well, and, and listen, it's almost, you know, I've been saying it for six to eight months and the rates were super high and you almost come across as like a, you know, a slimy salesman telling people to get in when the rates are so high. But there's a small window of opportunity where those rates are going to come down and the prices are going to skyrocket. And that's why I'm saying, like, homes are still affordable right now. In six months, we might be talking about homes that are not affordable anymore. So, uh, you know, it, it, take take this as, as you want, but I would try to get into home ownership if you can. Um, what about listing? I, I would get the, the, the homes. We are starting to list a lot of properties. Are you busy, Greg, right now on the roads? Oh yeah, like this this week has been the busiest this year so far, and like I said last week too, like a lot of what we're what we're seeing are people that want to sell. They're choosing to sell some beautiful properties out there. Like we had a couple this week that were snapped up in days. Yeah, which you know, and I mean, Paul can talk better about average days on market, but uh, there's some great properties coming at some great prices right now. If you're new to the show, Greg is uh, the photographer for Paul Rushworth Real Estate and Paul's masseuse. Video, <laughs> videographer, <laughs> photographer, videographer, Vide- videographer, yeah, videographer, videographer, photographer, jack of all trades, does it all. You know what? I think if you can buy a house today, I mean, there's no question that, you know, uh, the feeling is that the properties may start to appreciate in value at a quicker pace than we've seen over the last 18, 24 months. I mean, ideally, uh, if you can buy a house now and the closing is six months away, that might be a best bet scenario because that's when we'll start to see the interest rates really start to come down because- there's pretty well a 0% chance of, of prime coming down in March unless the numbers that come out over the next 
three well, weeks. Well, what numbers have really to come out yet before March Job 6th report, week? GDP again, even though the GDP was up a little bit. Uh, and obviously the CPI, the inflation number. So those are, are three critical reports that come out that impact what Bank of Canada does. But right now it's, it's slated the, bar, uh, the markets have 0% of increase in March. And they've, they're down to about 25% in April, and most of them are at like 75 80% in June. So June seems to be the next date that prime rate could come down. Now, that could change quickly because just a few weeks ago, it was at 80% for April, and boom, just like that, it came down based on all the verbiage and all the latest reports that are coming out from the U.S. because they are so involved in what happens here. We're not seeing shelter costs change in the U.S. because of what we talked about where their interest rates are set where in Canada the shelter costs have gone up tremendously and will continue to go up because anybody that's coming off a mortgage renewal, the only thing that's really good that we're going to see on the shelter costs is prime rate. The last increase was last January, and then they paused for about four months until June and July. So we should see this spring the shelter costs come down a little bit. As long as oil prices stay down and groceries from everything I saw this week, it looks like they're going back up. Seven, eight, nine percent. So maybe that would skew the numbers again. So I hope they they bring it down soon, though, because there's a lot of mortgages coming due. I think that was at sixty percent in the next eighteen months that are coming due, and you know a lot of these mortgages are coming off one percent. Well, no, the one percent will be in twenty twenty six. The ones and the low twos was, will be in twenty twenty six. What we're seeing now is like most mortgages are coming up that were from five years ago or in the high twos, low threes. So that's a significant change to go from that number all the way to the high fours, low fives. That's a significant amount of money. The payments are going to be tough. Out of the economy. That money's all coming out of the economy. That's where the economy is going to suffer because this is money that they were putting towards other things and now they're not going to be able to because their mortgage payment is going to go up that much. And we're running out of rentals. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and rental prices are stupid right now, too. Yeah. They're going crazy, Yeah, that too. gap is closing. Gap is and no closing, one's building. Yeah. And we got to, we, well, of course, no one's building, but we we, we really got to get these rates down because it's when these when these mortgages are coming due, people are living paycheck to paycheck. And so when you tell them, by the way, now your mortgage has gone up $500 a month, that's when you're living paycheck to paycheck. Where are you getting that $500? Yeah, we'll talk about that Angus Reid poll. Talk about paycheck to paycheck oh, yeah. when we come Scary, back. Scary, eh? 521-TALK, 521-8255. We'll be right back. We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Welcome back to the show. Always nice to be joined by Sean Reed. And I guess because it's, you know, there's no regular NHL games to watch. I'm, I'm sure you're Oh, child, he's been booed out of the building, maybe. Yeah, probably booed out of the building again. <laughs> Several times. <laughs> 1,100? How many times. games you had, Sean? Uh, coming up to 1,100. Wow. But today awesome. is not... Today's not about my hockey. Today is uh, my daughter's playing in a tournament in Canada, so I'm actually at the Sensplex uh, in the parking lot in between games here. So, oh yeah, um, that's Frank's stopping grounds. He yeah. likes parking lots. I was just thinking, yeah, yeah. reader in the parking lot. How many times have we actually done the show from a hockey? <laughs> so lot. many hockey tournaments I've gone to doing it from the parking lot. That's now. How difficult are you on referees when you're a spectator? No, no, today, today, the referee, young referee, made a great call. My daughter covered the puck in the crease, which is a penalty shot. 
he called it. I could see he was, he didn't really know what to do, but after the game, I went into the referee room and I told him it was a, it was a great call. And, uh, but don't ever call it on my daughter again. again. (laughs) No, no. And then I, I, I made sure I had a little chat with my, uh, with my daughter afterwards. Don't do that again. (laughs) Hey reader, reader, you're way too young to have reffed me. eh? Far too young. Yeah. Far, <laughs> far too young. For sure. All right, because because if you would have ref me, we probably wouldn't be talking right now. <laughs> he's far too young, no, and he's fifty. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, no, it's a it's a great time to uh, to catch up here, and um, you know, for us at Advanced uh, Mortgage Investment Corp, just you know, the opportunity. A lot of people are coming. Um, you know, looking at their investments and reviewing last year's returns. And, and obviously the markets bounce back for people at the end of the year. But uh, some of the, you know, the sentiment and the comments that we're having from, from investors and, and potential investors is just, again, that, that roller coaster, right? And, and uh, at Advanced Mick, to give people a high-level overview, we pool investors' capital uh, and then we lend that money out to, uh, to borrowers you know, that need private money. So short-term money, uh, obviously those borrowers pay interest and, and uh, fees on the mortgage that we lend to them. And we revert that money back to our investors. And, and really our, our goal is to provide our investors with just a consistent return. Is it and, all, is uh, it all local more investors. or less, Sean? Yeah. You know what? Uh, about uh, 85 to 90% of our portfolio is Ottawa or Eastern Ontario yep. uh, that we lend in. And, and, uh, and you know what we listening to, 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 you know, prior to coming on here, um, listening to everything, the sentiments about the marketplace, I really do. I agree. Like there is some optimism in the market and, and we look at the Ottawa region as a whole. Um, I, I think there's, there's optimism uh, we still see, you know, good numbers in terms of affordability compared to other markets, you know, in Ontario and, and the rest of the, the country. And one of the stats that I was looking at this past week from, from Stats Canada was just the mortgage payments as a percentage of people's income. And if you take the composite 10 cities, so the major 10 cities in the country, um, those at about 63%, just over that. So it's a big chunk of, of uh, people's income, uh, obviously, that goes towards their mortgage payment as a percentage. But in Ottawa, we're at 43%, or just under 44%. Um, and, and so it's, again, affordability uh, that we have here is, is a good market. So when we look at from our, our fund and private lending, we know that Ottawa is a, is a strong market to, uh, to focus on. So, Reader, well... So answer this. So why would I put my money in advanced Mick when, you know, every month when I open up my statement and it goes down and down, my financial advisor tells me that's a good thing. It goes down and down. Yeah. Isn't that normal? <laughs> yeah, you, you know, I, well, I, How do you I spell facetious, Frank? Right? <laughs> it's a good time to buy. And, and, uh, and you know what, obviously to everybody's scenarios are different and have different goals and objectives. Uh, and that's part of our discussion to make sure that our investment is suitable for individuals and for their goals. Um, but, but really, you know, Paul, as, as what you just described is we're trying to eliminate that volatility. Yeah. And last year we returned just to our, uh, our fiscal year, uh, just over 8% return to our investors. And historically, you know, we've, we've been consistent. And that's, that's where you look at 
that investment. Sure, there are times in the market, uh, can you not get a higher return than 8%? We all know that, and I would never say otherwise. But we also know that we can have those downturns in the market where you're losing. So it, it's a matter of we're, you know, I wouldn't say that it, obviously we're competing uh, for people's money and, and investment that way, but it's a matter of consistent returns. And our investors, when we are able to tell our story of what we do and, and provide short-term, um, um, short-term lending to people, you know what, we really provide consistent returns uh, consistently month over month, and people like that. Well, for right? years and years, know, though, right? For years, yeah, no, for, for years and years, you've been consistent. For for coming up onto ten years, yeah, and uh, just under, you know, just under eight percent historically um, over that. So if you look over the term of the market as well, there's been some some higher times, but there's also been some some lower times that people haven't seen those returns, and that eat up obviously into their savings. So, and, and you don't want the entire portfolio for most people anyway. It's all about diversifying, right? So te- exactly. So te- exactly. Ten years you've been doing that. That's that's impressive. I actually sent Frank a picture of what he looked like ten years ago on the beach, and he had no gray hair. So <laughs> that's a long time ago. Uh, what I want to know is what you and Frank were doing uh, on the beach. <laughs> yeah. Sean, how do we well, get a hold of you? If we could just get yes, if you could uh, anytime, if people want to give us a call at six one three two seven four zero zero five five, we'd be more than happy to uh, to have a discussion about what we do. Uh, you know what, we're, we really are, are really happy. We're a uh, local, you know, investment, investment opportunity. And we just like telling our story. And we feel it's a great story to, uh, to be told. And, and the more that we can do this and get this story out to people, we really feel it's, it can benefit them in their goals and achieving their financial goals. What's the uh, website if I want to read more? Um, no pun intended. Simple, it's a, yeah. <laughs> Advancedmake.com. Advanced advancemic.com advanced yeah, mic, MIC so. right yeah. thanks reader thank you yeah. sean thanks sean right. good luck to your daughter yeah, stay out of the crease take care hey see you man yeah, will do five two one talk five two one eight two five five we'll be right back We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Welcome back to the show. All right, we were talking earlier about that Angus Reid poll where the majority of people under 55 years old couldn't afford a $1,000 major expense. Wow. One time only. Scary. Scary. Like like something happens where they blow a tire. Blow a tire, dog needs something. And they don't have the If they had that expense, they couldn't. Couldn't do it. Doesn't shock me. What was the percentage? Uh, the majority, majority of people under fifty-five years old. Forty percent of people aren't contributing to their uh, TFSAs or RRSPs. So, so where are the, where are the first-time homebuyers going to get the money for a down payment now? Mom and well, dad, bank mom, of mom and dad is is very yeah. very popular these days. And even as guarantors or co-signers, they're having to go on. I mean, this is this is why I say it'll be interesting to see how much of a pent-up demand there's going to be for property because. The interest rates got to really come down for for most Canadian young Canadians to qualify. These are still having to qualify two percent above the contract rate. So, you know, today you're in the even if you're at four nine nine, you got to you have to qualify at six point nine nine percent, and that's really difficult to do unless. So we're talking about remember we used to talk about four or five times your salary. Now we're three three and a quarter three and a half times your salary. 
Well, so the average townhouse is 500, 550, Six, 650. 600. So 5% down, let's say you need a mortgage of 600. You do the math. You need to be making about $200,000. Not a lot of first time home buyers, even if they're buying two people, making $200,000 right now. You're, you're talking about with no other debt. You're with ta- no other debt. You're talking that there is there going to be this pent up buyer demand? Keep in mind, it was about a year ago, maybe a little bit longer than a year ago. Where most first-time home buyers couldn't get into the market, they went into the rental market. When you go into the rental market, you basically sign a one-year lease, and then after that, you go month to month. So most people aren't going to be let out of a one-year lease when you've signed that with your landlord. But we're now at the point where most people are on month to month, which is just two months' notice to your landlord, and you're out. Yeah. So if this was six months ago, people were still locked into their rental agreement. But now everyone, most people have done it for a year. They're on month to month. Once the rates start coming down, the pent-up buyer demand and the ability to then step up and buy a property from these renters will come back. And so I think it's going to be a perfect storm. Rates come down, pent-up demand, a lot more listings and product on the market, and I think we're going to see a lot of these people get into home ownership. But we're also getting very, sorry not to interrupt, but we're also getting very, very close now between the difference of what you're paying in rent and what your mortgage payment would be. Yep. Even though the mortgage payments are fairly expensive, rents have gone through the roof. Absolutely. And Steve, I do like when you just said, I'm sorry for interrupting you. I'd like you to teach that that phrase no, to Frank, please, because no. he always interrupts me. He never apologizes. I'm Italian. So, We're Italian. We talk over each other. That's what we do. <laughs> but Steve, the best interruption line I've ever heard is a buddy of mine that went, just to interrupt for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so Steve, you, I, I do agree with you. Rents have got so stupid right now that it's, you know, what's the mortgage going to be compared to what the rent's going to be? And it used to be, oh, you can rent for, you know, this, and your your mortgage was always, you know. 200. 200, yeah, a little bit more. But now we're getting to the point where it's not even affordable to rent anymore. So If you can find a place, our vacancy rate's only at 2.1%. Which is low, which yeah. is very, very low. And, and yeah. so we're, you know, yeah, if you can find a place and then afford a place, because keep in mind, you're, you're not only paying your rent, but you're paying your utilities as well and your content insurance and things like that. So it's becoming very, very expensive to rent as it is to, to buy. But still not, the gap is still too large, I think. I, I, you know, with the interest rates where they are now, in many cases, you're talking $1,000, $1,200, which most people don't have that money available. So that's why it's so critical for these interest rates to come down and if properties go up too quickly, well, then it defeats the purpose. The interest rate could come down, but if the properties go up 100000 well, now, even though the interest rates come down 1%, your monthly payment's the same, and it's going to slow it down. So my big, it'll my be big, interesting. My big worry is at the end of this year with the foreign buyer ban but uh, ending, It'll be extended. I believe it's going to be extended, too. And, in fact, I hope it is going to be extended. And I'm sorry for people who are you know not from Canada looking to come into Canada and buy property. Uh, but the problem is, is we it, it's hurting Canadians. We don't have houses. We don't. We won't have. An, we don't have enough houses. We're under three thousand listings on the market right now. You know, rates coming down, pent up buyer demand. We need more product, and we start lifting that foreign buyer ban, and all our properties get scooped up from you know people overseas. We're we're going to be in trouble. We're going to be in trouble. So I, I'm, I, I'm almost positive they're going to extend. Yeah, it. I think it's a slam uh, dunk. I think it's a slam dunk too. But it is coming to an end. So potentially, it could be. And I'm surprised that Steve hasn't mentioned yet the Bank of Canada Tiff Malcolm's comments this week where he didn't blame low interest rates. He blamed the lack of housing for the problem that we have with housing right now. So it's almost like he took took the blame away from him. Like, don't blame my interest rates. This isn't the problem right now. The problem 
is we don't have enough houses. So, so. hold on. You're surprised this is the same guy that said the rates are going to be super low until 2024. No, but I think what he's doing is he's saying, listen, if we had more housing, the interest rates wouldn't be the problem. People yeah. wouldn't be complaining about the interest rates. I don't know, if, if, I we agree with, I don't well, know if I agree with that. I don't fully agree with that either. <laughs> I, but listen, we do need more housing. I agree with Frank. I don't fully agree, but there's some some argument to that because it's, you know, we talked about bringing the initiative of making it easier to get a shovels in the ground and for builders to build. It hasn't got easier. That's the shot he's taken at the government right there. Yeah. That's exactly what he's saying. You got to make it easier for them to build because otherwise, we're this is never going to go away. I can lower interest rates, but we're still going to have a housing problem. But they say they've done it. No, no, no. The red tape's lifted. No, it's not. I have friends that are builders that tell me it's even tougher now. Like it's not any easier where where it's supposed to be cutting the red tape, getting shovels in the ground like they do in the states, and it hasn't been it hasn't been improved at all. In fact, most of my builder friends. Says it's getting. They say it's getting worse. Yeah. So there must be a backlog now too. Oh yeah, for sure. Five two one talk five two one eight two five five. Let's say hello to uh, Sammy in Ottawa. Hello, Sammy. Hey guys, how are you? Great. Good. How are you? Not bad. I just wanted to commend you guys, Frank, especially keeping a cap on reality. But the one question I have is rentals. Like I actually see builders, the big builders, even going to Stitzville's and uh, converting to rental right now. You see them coming up. Look at Champaign Avenue, all the rentals that have been going up. Um, Well, that, you know, the housing crisis, is it directly related to let's go buy new houses and get in debt, or let's solve it with putting some buildings. Look at down Somerset Avenue with low-income housing that's going to be coming around the old train. And uh, like the big developers, like the Claridges and whatnot, they've converted to rentals now. Is it's because of that... the money? The money's there, right? I mean, like I, I never, yeah. real, I never realized back in the day when you had all these major builders like the Mintos and the Madamies and the Cardells, why they were selling so many condo buildings and not keeping them themselves and renting them out. They have the deep pockets to do it. They can hold the product and build it and rent it out. But now, Sammy's right. It's happening. We're seeing, uh, you know, even government buildings. Government buildings being now are, are now. Um, condos and, and hotels and things like that. So yeah, we, we do have a definitely a housing crisis, but we also do need more rentals, right? We need more rentals. We need more houses. We need a pro- all that product. We need more beds. We need more, yeah, yeah, we need more beds is so, right. Like we need rooms. It, so in comparison to that, like Mintel just let go of a whole bunch of housing now to Ottawa housing as, as an idea that is the rental like in New York City, Manhattan, the future for people. <laughs> I'm not getting away from the retail show of realty and the mortgage market and whatnot, but is that a possibility? Like I see many buildings for rent. Very, it's coming it's, soon. Sammy, it's a very, very good point that you that you raise. It could, if prices, if rates come down and prices become unaffordable again, um, the problem is rents are so high. But uh, but you're right. You might see more people, which we're already seeing, push to the rental game. And some people might be pushed to the rental game permanently, like you're saying. And it's, it's, it is a possibility. Yeah. In New York City, I don't even know the stat, but I'll, I'll be throw something dumb out there and say probably 50% of the people in New York City rent. It's just, they just exactly. can't afford to buy. So, yeah. Here's the thing though, Sammy, the, last year there was a record number of new rental units. And, yeah. the, and the vacancy rate stayed exactly the same. So we, because, need, it shows so we need it. Because there's so many people now coming in. It shows how far behind we are. Yeah. In the next couple years, there's a, going to be a boom, literally, in building, which you see it even on Rochester Avenue for low-income housing. Yep. But 
I mean, not again, not to take away, but I mean, I think it's important that we stop drilling the fact that you, you have to buy a house and get in debt, seriously in debt, even with your taxes on a house and all your payments, it could be crippling for the average couple, like starting yeah. off. Yeah, so, but I mean, you know I, what, I then five, hope. 10 years from now, at least they got some equity. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder, or will they just be in debt? forever versus having a lifestyle where they can uh, look at history though. Yeah. History says, but I know where you're going with I'm Sammy. I, I know where you're going yeah. with this, but it's, yeah. you know, still, still the Canadian dream is owning, owning real estate. That's the Canadian dream. Yeah. Well, it's and I'm just wondering, is that a dream? That's one of the dreams that was of the past, you know, like electric cars are coming. I mean, we've gone away with horse and buggy, but I mean, is the future. I'm not, it's well, electric cars car, are kind of like car, horse car. and buggy, aren't they Frank? <laughs> it's a fast yeah. horse. But I can tell you that much. Less mess. The thing I'm trying to get to is just a simple reality check. I think I I I'm glad that not both of you are trying to push product, but the thing is that just keep it on keel with maybe you know it's not as important as it was before because I just see things in a different light sometimes with the economy and now with the prices of vehicles at close to a hundred thousand. You know, from fifty to hundred thousand, where they used to be twenty to thirty thousand, everything is getting a bit out of hand. So don't get yourself in debt. Don't kind of listen to you know, like just look at your average CICs at five point zero five percent. Why worrying? Get yourself in debt with investing at eight and potentially losing it. You know, just, yeah. But the dream you know, is the dream. And even had. Anyway, yeah. uh, that, that was my comment. Will the rental market? really be something to look at in the next couple of years. Well, it are, it, listen, it already is. Our, just us, our team, my team alone, you know, we probably did double, if not triple, the rental deals this year than, awesome. we, than we did in the past. And it's it's mainly because people, it, it's not it's affordable. Rates, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, the rates, it's just not affordable right now. And Sammy, yeah. as much as I enjoy your call, you really lost me when you said I want to commend especially Frank. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> Sammy. I didn't hear I didn't hear a word after that. <laughs> Here, I'll put it this way. When you go to a a used I mean a car salesman, they're always going to try to sell you options. Yeah. Reality is, what can you afford? Yeah, so, I mean, exactly. Talk, you know, talk with them in the sense of what kind of vehicle do you need for a family of four? Or you know what I mean versus and then they'll be coming back versus you know it's a one-shot deal and the market's going to be great forever exactly. you know right now you know there's a, a discrepancy in in that you know so i mean you got to be honest with people and just you know the interest rates aren't going to bottom out to two percent they're at five i can't see them going down and the bank of the governor is not just going to be that foolish just to let the rains go it's not going to get back to covid times Look no at it never will Ottawa. Never it's will. a shame everything's it's a shame at what's going on. I mean, these conversions will happen, but I don't know. It's not pretty. Welcome to the Sammy Show. <laughs> Thank you, Sammy. We got to move along. Thanks, Sammy. Thanks, Sammy. Five two one talk five two one eight two five five. We'll be right back with the commendable Frank Napolitano. <laughs> We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Welcome back to the show. The folks, we go say hello to Lola. Hello, Lola. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Gentlemen, I think you have the wrong show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a question, please, about my mortgage. Mm-hmm. 
So I have a variable rate mortgage. Yep. So I hit 11 times. And it was actually an open mortgage, So, but it became due last June. So I have been squeaking by with the bank. They've been charging at 4.5%. But every so often, TD Bank, they put the muscle on. So like they're trying to push me to like renew or they're you know they're threatening credit recovery all this other stuff but meanwhile they've been taking the money every month yep and the other part of my mortgage is like a home equity line, uh, of, credit. line of credit yep yeah so they just take the interest yep separate and that's at like seven and a half percent or something ridiculous but I'm wondering what. What would you suggest I do? Well, so your variable, um, your variable rate mortgage with TD. So we got, I even got to do a better job. So there's two types of variable rate mortgage. There's an adjustable rate mortgage and there's a variable rate mortgage. What you have is truly a variable rate mortgage. What happens is your interest rate changes, but your payment remains constant. So your payment doesn't change as interest rates change. So over the last 24 months, with the rates going up as much as they have, you've actually gone into what's called negative. So your payment doesn't even cover the interest. So your amortization's gone up. And what some of the banks like TD, CIBC, who have this type of mortgage, what they're doing is they're reaching out to their clients. And what they're looking to do now is to try either to get them to lock in or in some cases, they'll send you a letter saying, we need a principal reduction from you because right now you're not even your mortgage balance is actually going up instead of coming down based oh. on the fact that the interest rates have gone up. But the thing, my mortgage went from 1700 to 2040 Yeah, so what they did is they they set it up for you then to make sure that they capture the fact that you're paying some principal down as well and it's not interest only. So if they're calling you now to convert it to a fixed, my recommendation would be don't do it. You've been through. We've been through the worst part of a variable rate mortgage now. Yeah. Now we're going to start to see it go the other way eventually. You know, I think yeah. it's going to be either in April or June that we're going to see that first rate cut, which will be a quarter point. And then most economists predict that they'll be a little bit more aggressive in the second half of this year and into 2025. So, so we're, on we'll, the, we're on the backside of the mountain. Like, we are on the, the backside. Back so converting it to a fix now seems you should have done it two years ago. I bet you the bank didn't call you two years ago to convert when rates oh, were no, going no. up. I was, I was chasing them for a year, and I couldn't get anyone to call me back. Yeah, so so, so now's not the time to do it. So I would I would stay in the variable. As far as the line of credit's concerned, you know, I had a client that uh, wrote me this week and said, hey, Frank, can you help me? I've got a secured line of credit. I want to be able to lock it into a mortgage to get a better rate, but I want to keep the payments the same. I don't want them to go up. The problem with that is if you go into a mortgage, the mortgage has principal and interest payments. On an equity line of credit like you have, it's interest-only payments. So you're paying a higher rate, but you're keeping your monthly payment down because you're paying interest-only. If you can afford to make principal payments, I would say lock it in. But I wouldn't even lock it in now because interest rates are on their way down. So at this point, I'd wait it out if I could. So you don't think I should even try to renew into another variable rate? or Because well, like now that's... RBC is trying to wine and dine us, right? So... I'm just I'm kind of nervous. I thought the well, mortgage broker would tell me what to do. You know, I would say call me on Monday. Give me more specific details that you don't necessarily have to do on the air, uh, so I can understand what your needs are better, and I can understand what your financial situation is to be able yeah. to make a recommendation for you. Okay. Thanks, Lola. Thank you. Thanks, okay. Lola. You want to uh, give your number out right now, Frankie, or what? Six, my office yeah. six five six zero seven five seven. No, your your home number. <laughs> yeah, remember I gave my cell out one time. Yeah. Remember? <laughs> hey, listen, new home sales in Ottawa down fifty percent since twenty twenty one. 
new home sales. Yeah. Because so, the builders aren't building as quick. Exactly. I have like for, all of these stats. Yeah. We, we've got to get some homes. We have building. to get some homes built. We've we've been saying it at nauseum. Like I have friends who are also in the trades business, electricians, plumbers, and all that, and they work for these new home builders. They're starving. There's nothing being built, right? And yeah. they're starving. And I don't know if it's because builders are doing what they're what they did before COVID, and they saw the prices going up so fast that they only sold a few spec homes because they knew the next phase they wanted to jack up the prices. I'm wondering if builders have the same optimism I have and they see it's about to take off. And so they're like, oh, you know what? We're just going to hold off for now and building. We're going to wait till the prices go a little bit higher, then we'll start building. But the Or tr- is it just too expensive for them to borrow money? Well, it's too expensive for them to borrow money. And the truth is, is 25%, around 25% of their cost of a build is useless blowing money on things like permits and fees yeah. and this and that. And it's all upfront money. And it's all upfront money. So yeah, like builders used to be able to get cheap money at, you know, one, two, three percent. And now it's, you know, that's not cheap money anymore. So, and keep in mind, they're holding product for quite a while. I mean, the builder I work with, uh, Charles Clement and CH Clement Construction, like he's holding a lot of product. He's got tons of townhomes, tons of, 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 of condos. And he's like, I need some sales in order yeah. to get my financing for the next for the next yeah, yeah, next yeah. thing. And and, and and it's costing him a lot because it's the interest him a rates lot. are so high yeah. and the money he's borrowed. We're not talking ten thousand, we're talking millions, millions. when you're yeah. building these. And you start putting six, seven, eight percent on top of that, that's a lot of money. And out now the door. there's a lot of major builders that have deep pockets, but there's also a lot of small and medium builders that rely on cheap financing in order to build that product. And they're not getting cheap financing, so they're not building. And so, and we need homes, so it's a vicious circle. There's probably more small to medium builders in the city than there are, you know, the the Mentos of the world. There's probably more medium to small. And a lot of these guys, like I said, rely on financing, and they don't have the deep pockets to carry 6, 7, 8, 10, 12 homes. And so they're waiting for the price, the, the rates to come down so they can get more cheaper financing so they can start building again because there's... Two quick, two quick questions yeah. before we go. Uh, if I'm, six foot five. If I'm <laughs> <laughs> the height you wish you were. Yes. yes. If I'm buying. Yes. What's my window? Oh, uh, I, you need to start getting into the market ASAP. I, I think you know that rate drop. I believe is going to happen in April, like Frank agrees, and I think I, June. June, he thinks. Well, see, I, I, I'm very optimistic about April. So I think you have if you don't if you haven't bought by April, you're you we're going to see some prices skyrocketing. And if I want a list, yep. When do I do it? Well, here's the other thing too. As much as this sounds like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth, there's no listings on the market. It's it's we're empty. So there's a very good chance you're getting a good price. We're seeing multiple offers again. So it's like I wouldn't say don't list your property because you know wait until the summer when prices are higher. Because we, one, we don't know what's going to happen with interest rates, and two, there might be a lot more product on the market because everyone has the mentality a spring market is April and May. We're already in a spring market, so yeah. there's lots of people looking with no product to to to, to buy. So I would I would list ASAP. As and it takes well. time, right? It takes time, like like you know, I think Dora mentioned last week on the show. It's there's a it takes time to prep your house, get it ready, get it prepared. Let us do our marketing, our pre-marketing and things like that to get it sold for you. Got to get Greg in, get pictures, get videos, get your massage. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm going to shake things up a little bit. We're going to go to Paul first for birthdays. Oh, I was going to do his. Oh, (laughs) you were. I knew it. I knew it. Today, today. So keep in mind, we've been doing this show for how long? 18 years, almost Almost an hour. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Today, today, my youngest, uh, Chase, turns 15. So 
He wasn't even around when we started doing this show, but can you imagine? He's 15 years Happy old. Happy birthday, nice. Chase. Happy birthday, Chase. And what you about Zach? And of course, and one more. I knew that I knew I was going to pretend that I wasn't <laughs> oh, going to do it. Petra, 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 Petra. Petra. <laughs> but Petra, my girl, my wonderful girlfriend, her son, Zach, uh, turns 11 on Wednesday the 7th. So happy birthday to Zach, and I, he's probably listening too. He was this close to ex-girlfriend. Oh, oh, yeah. No, yeah. no, I, was, I wanted Frank to go, and I wanted Petra to text me and be like, did you forget Zach? <laughs> Birthdays, Frank. Uh, I've got uh, Karen L- Lateral, who works on my team, celebrating her birthday. And uh, Carrie Martin, our uh, HR person. And uh, Mr. Hapke celebrating his birthday on Thursday. So happy birthday. How, how, old, is, how, how old is Hapke? He doesn't even look 60. No, he's not close <laughs> to 60. He's, he's 56. Be, is he 56? 56. Eh? Yeah, yeah, he's a young 56. Yeah, he still looks good. He doesn't have, yes, the, gray, he he doesn't have the gray hairs like you, Frank. No, no, but, but that's what. You know, some hair products do for him. So. <laughs> oh. I thought Frank was going to say that's what work. Grecian formula, <laughs> Grecian formula, baby. You know, you know, Paul. Yeah, right. have a great week, gentlemen, and support local businesses and charities.